Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up? Welcome back to Beyond the Negotiation on Believe Podcast Network. Here I am. I'm sure you miss my voice. And if your ears are blown out, I apologize. I got a new mic and I'm still learning it. So anyways, really quickly before I put us into this week's show, which is super, super important. It's NIL. It's long and it's so worth listening to. So do not dare to shut it even off. But anyways, I just want to shout out the fact that Higgins is no longer co-hosting the show with me. He has taken on bigger things than the podcast. But doesn't mean that I won't miss him and I appreciate him. He's on two things that will not allow us to collaborate and do this together anymore. But, you know, the content and the laughs and sarcasm and all the fun that we had in the start of this show will always live forever. And I'll definitely see him at the Combine. And, you know, we'll have some good times. But you'll always be able to catch up with him on Twitter, too, because he's going to let you know what he's thinking at all times. And once again, Thank you so much, Higgins, for being a part of this with me. Our athletes are better because of you. So anyways, before we dive into this show, I just want to give a quick shout out to Bet Online. From basketball to golf to all of the other sports that are happening in the month of July, you better go to Bet Online. Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device and join and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip off, face off, or pitch, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. <clears throat> Once again, this is important. So, so important. And I hope after listening to this episode, we've cleared up some confusion on this topic. It won't be everything because something will come up probably while we're on this recording this episode and tomorrow and the next day. Um, but hopefully if you're listening, you will get something out of this, some clarity, and it'll make you feel a little bit better. Um, Sam, what are you talking about? I'm talking about student athletes, NIL. What's NIL? Actually, I had some people ask me, what's NIL? Name image likeness. But before we go any further and I do some weird voices again, I want to welcome and introduce you to my guest co-host tonight who is going to tackle this episode with me. The only person I would want to do this with, uh, Mike Seabrook Jr. He's with me tonight. Thank you. And he is the CEO of Brookline Sports, which is a consulting agency that specializes in career development and professional development for pro athletes. Brookline Sports focuses on careers off the field in the areas of marketing, brand development, community engagement, and post-career development. My good friend Mike also has experience working on the team side of sports. He's been with the NFL, with the Jets, with the Jets Legends. Joe Namath, all of those fun characters, as well as the NBA and so many other things. Uh, one, thank you for the introduction. Uh, that was a lovely introduction. 
Um, but I'm excited to be here uh, for this episode, but excited that you chose me to be on the podcast today. Um, you know, I've been listening to your podcast and all your episodes, of course, to show support. Um, but, you know, with my expertise and experience, especially for today, um, for NIL, name, image, and likeness, I was excited to jump on with you and tackle this with you as well. So ready to go. Yeah. And I mean, for all of our listeners, we always talk about the combine. This is one of my combine meets. We met at the combine. <laughs> I missed my I missed my flight. You know, it, it, we were, yeah, it was it was a combine meet. Before we dive into this heavy stuff, we'll just like kind of like be funny. We'll be funny, serious, and then funny. But yeah, we met at the combine. Did how did you that was your first combine, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, first combine. Uh, you know, I know a couple of colleagues that were cool with um, going down there. Uh, I was working at the NFL as well. So, you know, gave me an opportunity to just, you know, use that kind of play. I uh, went down there, uh, saw a lot of colleagues. It was a great experience just seeing how everything was ran. Um, didn't know what I was doing, you know, where to go, who to speak to, what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, so I was able to finally, you know, meet you uh, at a table of other professionals, uh, other yeah. agents other reps uh and you know it was a, a deep dialogue conversation and from there we were able it to- was something <laughs> it was something that's for sure it was it was a a sam moment that sam should have gone to bed after that um that table of uh sports professionals and <laughs> I, sam did not did not go to bed she she went out um, yeah, we all went out and, and I thought I would catch my 6.30 a.m. flight. <clears throat> Pharaoh did too. And yeah, we ended up, I ended up stuck in Indianapolis airport for, I don't know, hmm, nine-ish hours because there's not too many flights from Indianapolis to Buffalo. I think that's where I was living at the time. Yes, yes, I was. Yeah. No, no. I was coming back to Florida. And um, yeah. Well, who knew? I mean, that the whole country was going to shut down. So it was it was kind of funny. You know, I, I really got to taste all the cuisine of the Indy airport from my decisions from the night before. <laughs> <laughs> what would you recommend then since you're an expert there? Um, Before security, there's a place that it's like you're in, like you're sitting in like a NASCAR. They're nice in there. You know, you're like in a car. You know, I, I don't really know. <laughs> That's, that's all I got for you there. Oh, shall we dive into it? July 1st, July 1st. So I don't know. Shall we paint a picture of what college sports has looked like? I mean, we've had songs about it. Well, two chain <laughs> song, you know, pay the like. I mean, it's it's one of those things where college athletes have not been able to be paid. And and when we think about college athletes. Let's just be real here. This is a very transparent show. We're thinking of what the, the players that people are buying their jerseys, people are buying, you know, they're, they're on the covers of certain things. But when we say student athletes that are in college, it's a very, very large space. So we're going from the, the NCAA doesn't just mean, you know, division one sports. It's everything from D3 to D1, FCS, FBS, you know, if you're familiar with the, the concept of all of this, women's sports, I mean, there's a, there's a lot going on. So I don't know, talk to me about your thoughts on that, like what it looked like before, because I feel like a lot of people say, oh yeah, such and such should be paid, but it's kind of like, okay, this, that's saying a lot because you can't just say, oh, 
these sports, and then there's always been that argument that, okay, who makes money? And I remember I, I learned this, you know, football and basketball, men's, men's, here we go, men's. That's what is the money maker. But when you think about it from another standpoint, like, is that fair to say that only these players can? Because now with the ever-changing world of social media and social media marketing, and that's the way that companies are pushing out their brands. Is that fair? So I don't know, touch on that really quick before we go into what happened. <laughs> Definitely. I will touch on upon, you know, the topic of um, revenue generating sports. You know, I think that's the biggest issue with pay to play. Um, you know, NCAA is trying to, you know, remain amateur. Um, as we can see that these sports, these athletes is way past amateur. Um, mm-hmm. These stadiums are 100,000 100, people in these stadiums. The money generating from not just the games, but uh, the city and towns that bring, you know, they bring in money from the hotels, okay. to the restaurants, mm-hmm. to local grocery stores, gas stores, you know, gas. So much goes into it. Um, the more deeper you dive, um, but I'm not going to dive too deep, but. We'd uh, be here for like, this might actually be like a seven episode series knowing Mike and I, <laughs> but continue. Yeah. You know, if you dive deeper of the economics of it, it can go deep, but most, most schools, you know, if not all you know, their, you know, revenue generating sports are, you know, men's basketball and, and football. Um, you know, there's some, you know, cases where, you know, gymnastics for like UCLA or Alabama, mm-hmm. then you have your UConn women's basketball, Baylor women's basketball um, that do generate, you know, revenue. Um, yeah. But majority of the time is football and basketball. And the issue is, you know, bringing all this money in, as you said, you know, being on posters, being on billboards, you know, doing media. Cups, yeah. Um, you know, being on, you know, merchandise and the jerseys have your number on it, but not your name, but obviously you're the one wearing the number. Um, and, and it's just, you know, all this is going on and these athletes are not seeing a dollar. Um, and then you look at the dynamics at the professional level, it's literally the same thing. Um, the only difference is the professional level, they're getting paid. Um, and then we kind of stand around this whole concept of student athlete, student athlete, um, but when you dive deeper into student athlete, there's so many things that goes into it where a lot of people don't understand that, you know, they technically most of the time they're not really student athletes. You know, they can't mm-hmm. most schools. You're not even allowed to pick the major you really want to pick um, because you have to choose. Most major. most schools. There are those exceptions where I agree. that's why I said, you know, most schools, you know, there are a lot of you know, there are some good schools um, that works around it. And here she goes with her Stanford. Uh, but most schools do only allow, um, you know, student athletes to pick from a list of, you know, majors because it fits the schedule of that sport. Um, And that's one detrimental because a lot of people, you know, that aren't familiar with it will kind of have this, this whole phrase of, oh, you get a free education, this and that. But a lot of the time, the majors they're choosing aren't really majors that can elevate them to the next level professionally. Um, They don't have the opportunities you know, downtime to go internship, to go get jobs and, and develop their professional skill sets and attributes because they're playing football or playing basketball, or playing their respective sport. Mm-hmm. So when they do graduate, they do have this piece of paper, but what does that paper really hold have behind that? it? Yeah. yeah. What, what did you learn? Nothing, you know, you know, I won't take away from the educational piece, you know, some do gain education, but you can see in the news, you know, when North Carolina was, you know, faltering grades for, you know, some of their basketball players and teams where these guys actually weren't going to class in the wars and classes because they were focused on basketball and, you know, the staff or the administrators were doing a lot of, you know, behind 
behind scenes stuff, we see it all the time. Um, it's in the news. There's articles about it. Um, so these things are very prevalent where it's okay, cool. Like these guys are actually athletes. These, you know, these are athletes. So why don't we treat them like athletes? Unfortunately, we're standing behind this student athlete or this amateurism uh, phrase. And these, you know, these athletes and these students, these, these men and women can't get paid or can't, you know, create any opportunities for themselves. Um, and then a lot of people come from different backgrounds. You know, a lot of people I know personally, when I went to uh, division one school, as a student, my neighbors were sending checks homes. You know, they were getting those checks and they were going straight home to assist mm-hmm. their families. Yeah. Um, so there's so many dynamics that goes into, you know, yeah, it's a lot. athlete's career um, that I feel like name, image, and likeness is the bare minimum they could do to at least allow these opportunities to present themselves to some of these student athletes. Agreed. And I think, you know, throughout this episode, like, I don't want you guys to think that we're saying that, you know, because there's, we feel a certain way and we collectively feel the same way about the situation, but we don't want it to feel like we don't feel like this is a good opportunity, the way that things need to go. Um, We're just trying to address some issues that we're seeing currently um, going on that we have to talk about. So, and, and let's just like touch on that really quick. I love that, that, you know, at that age, I I didn't even know really, I knew what I kind of wanted to do, but I didn't really know. And I mean, like, let's be real here. I was a full-time student. I, that was kind of my job was to figure out, okay, Sam, you know, figure it out. Do you want to be a sports management? What do you want to do? But I didn't really even know at 18 years old. So how are these student athletes that, you know, they're conditioned, this is what they're doing, they, this is what they want to go pro in for the most part. I, it's very rare I talk to a student athlete that says, I don't really feel like I want to go pro in this because they've worked this hard to get that far. Agreed. Uh, I'm, I'm right with you. It's tough when you're, you're training and you're doing something that you love for your whole life, you know, since you were a child. You know, you've been to training practices, playing games, working hard, working out. Um, you're playing at the next best level, which is the collegiate level, um, which, you know, only a small fraction get to. And you're playing at the highest ability, maybe at the top conferences, the top games, hundreds of thousands of people are there. And, you know, you want to try to make it to the next level. Um, and unfortunately, as we all know, the professional level is a different breed, mm-hmm. um, as well as even if you do make it. You know, there is statistics on how long you do stay in the league for. Yeah. Um, it's tough to kind of bring that, shine that light to guys. Uh, the reality is say, hey, if you do or don't get to the league, you still only have a small window. Yeah. So what do you want to do afterwards? And that yeah. is a, a tough question to bring up because, as you said, you know, at your age, as well as my age back then, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah, um, and we didn't have that looming over us. I know I didn't. I said, oh, I like sports. And my dad was like, oh, well, I said that mine was I like football. <laughs> he was like, well, you know, you're not going to play. <laughs> no shit, dad. But, you know, we went from there. So we understand. It's a, it's very complex. And that's where we're kind of breaking it down this way. Okay. So <clears throat> are we ready? July 1st. July 1st. It feels like it was a longer time than seven days ago, does it not? But yeah, it seven was... days. Whoa, I thought it was yesterday. <laughs> time is flying. I'm not kidding. Oh, I mean, I feel like it's been oof, a lot's happened in a short to me. Seven days is like a short amount of time. Okay, so let's let's talk about it. Let's talk what's happening now. All right, so states mainly in the south. You know, Florida kind of led the way. 
shocker. Uh, <laughs> I'm from Florida, I can say that. But um, leading, leading the way and allowing athletes to make money from NIL and student, student athletes, excuse me, once again, name, image, likeness. And, and when I say it is a, it's kind of broad and it happened fast. It, it happened during the pandemic as well. I believe DeSantis, I don't have the exact date, but he signed the bill, I want to say about a year or so ago, a little bit less, if I'm not mistaken. And um, I was like, hmm, interesting. But you, you know, understanding the way the NCAA bylaws work and everything, there's, it's a lot of complex stuff. And I was like, okay, you know, we will, we will see. I'm not against it once again, but it, this is heavy. This is heavy and it's fast. And I think that for what happened, it happened extremely fast. So what does that mean? You know, you're hearing me say, okay, you know, there's legality behind it. Maybe it was going to happen. Maybe it wasn't. And that's kind of where we were at. But what are we talking about? So the NIL policy provides the following guidance to college athletes, recruits, their families. So individuals, student athletes can engage in NIL activities that are consistent with the law of the state where the school is located. Colleges and universities may be a resource for the state law questions. Okay, college athletes who attend a school in a state without an NIL policy can engage in this type of activity without violating NCAA rules related to name, image, and likeness. So when I was talking about the states that passed those laws, that was originally like, okay, I'm in Florida, I'm in Alabama, I'm in, what's another one, Texas. What, what were the California. other ones? California, Jersey. California, Jersey, really? I didn't know that. So now it's everyone. Okay. It's 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 open. It's it's completely open. Another one. Uh student athletes can use a professional service for NIL activities. <clears throat> we will talk about that. I'm not going to go into it now because I will lose my damn mind. And it's advised that student athletes should report NIL activities consistent with state law or school and conference requirements to their school. That would be great if it was actually happening, but it's not. In a perfect world, it would. So we can at least keep a, ta <laughs> keep a tab on what's going on and hold people that are not, you know, qualified to be accountable, but it's not happening because once again, it happened really fast. So it's like years and years and years of something totally prohibited and then all of a sudden you're you're thinking okay certain states and then the light switches and it's a free for all free for all yeah, literally <laughs> i i was like oh my god like let me buckle up here we go you know it's like being on a roller coaster and you're like okay here we go i'm going but yeah so that's that's what happened so everything that was prohibited is not with the exception of the student athletes are still under regulation with certain avenues of endorsements and marketing. So we're talking the betting, the alcohol. What am I missing? It's uh like you said, the betting, the alcohol, it's the cannabis, you know, CBD, yeah, THC, CBD, yeah. Um, anything with adult adultery, um, no so, you know, porn, yeah, no porn, no porn. Um, and no tobacco. That's literally it. Yeah, so they're on the same regulations as the pros now. Well, with the exception, the pros can, NFL players can 
endorse beer and now wine and seltzer, but it's it's very regulated. But yeah. for the most part, it's all pretty much one it's and the same. Muddy waters where I would like very like specific language you will have to use and, like, and pictures too you know you yeah. can take a picture of your fridge but you can't be in it or like maybe yeah. your th- your thumb can maybe be in it like a thumbs up i know yeah. josh allen did a very good job with his bud light um or whatever it was cores like i don't know whatever whatever is the one in buffalo yeah and i know baker's like invested into like a cbd company or something so it's very you know it's more on the team you have on how you can work the language so you can get around a lot of stuff all the all the loopholes you know so um but yeah I, I but think college no no <laughs> so. college is a no no but other than that I mean now it's like the world is now open so it's, it's wild, so, wild west. so I don't know anything to add to that before we dive into our next topic yes it's I would say um like you said it went fast um I think a lot of people are jumping the gun um it just opened the floodgates for everything and mm-hmm. i think it's just honestly i think it was more so pull the pull the band-aid off the wound um yeah. because i felt like if not pull stayed, we we ripped the hell we, out of that band-aid. It. because if we kept tiptoeing around it it would have gave the ncaa time to continue to push back and push back and push it later and later and later like we like i personally anticipated that i'm not gonna lie to the listeners i i was um discussing with my recruit for next year's draft and i was like and we're in the state of florida but i was like we gotta tread lightly on this because i'm not sure and i'm big on compliance he's big on compliance too um and i was like okay let's see what happens and it was just like woohoo you know like <laughs> you know whatever they shoot those guns off for the the races i was like okay here we go yeah it it had to be done or the ncaa would have skated by again for another 10 to 15 years so it's just like f it let's just just open the gates and then we're we're figure out what worked and what didn't work after the first year so yeah 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 so once again the good we're gonna go the good the bad the ugly the good we've already established that this, we need this, you know, these, these athletes deserve it. They really do. And um, once again, it's, we're talking just not football. We're not just talking basketball. We're talking gymnastics. We're talking softball. We're talking, uh, I don't know, hoc- uh, hockey, uh, track. Cause let's think about it. Let, let's go back into the nineties. I was born in 1990. Uh, social media, people were not being like we didn't have what we had not have now we don't have the ability to back then it was like instagram didn't exist i mean and i'm <laughs> i'm dating myself here and mike's not that much younger than me so i'm not gonna act like you're a young in here either but <laughs> he's giving me the evil lot he's I'm not a- 30 he's not 30 yet but you know you're a pr- you're closer to 30 than you are 20 yes fair fair okay <laughs> He's like, I'm never coming back on this podcast. <laughs> but um, <laughs> pushing my age. Don't do it. Well, we got to be honest. You know, my thing was now we have the ability to athletes to build their brands without even possibly knowing they were doing so. You know what I mean? And I think that that's what's good about this. Yeah. Uh, that's a great thing, especially women, female athletes. Like I'm seeing and I'm like, wow, you know, she's 
she uses these products and it, it works for her. And she actually clearly does. Cause at this point in time, she hasn't made money from doing this. So she's just building her brand. She's doing this. She's doing all these different things. Maybe she's posting, you know, the place that she goes to get her hair done or, or whatever. And she's just doing that to help. Honestly, and that's the thing people do like share things for the benefit of it and not just to make money that, that, that's, we're humans. We do that. I do it too. You know, oh my gosh, love my hair that got done at here. Or I got this great thing done here. I mean, if they're going to ask me, hey, Sam, do you mind? Like, I'll give you a free service. You repost. Of course, but that wouldn't <laughs> have, that wouldn't have been allowed, you know? So now it is. So I think that's the good thing that can happen. And I wanted to push the, the female athlete part of that because that's yeah. huge. You know? Super huge. I think because my model, which I think my statement I've said since years ago, if this ever happened, was that women athletes were definitely going to benefit a little more than the men. And mainly so because they are very social on their social media. They're very active. Um, they're very engaging. Um, they create content a lot. Um, and due to the nature of the, I would say, their their workload, you know, being a student athlete, um, just always being busy most of the athletes opportunities are going to come from partnerships and collaborations from mm-hmm. a lot of brands um and they're already in the fold of understanding how to create content how to engage how to increase the engagement you know analytics yeah. when it comes to the men i will say not all but literally most of not all the men <laughs> are terrible when it comes to social media and we'll get to that in another topic but just so, really quick to touch not to cut you off but i want to touch on that really quick i think women we don't even realize it like me even with my hair I go to Publix if you're from the south you know Publix we love Publix I go to Publix where'd you get your hair done and I say oh and I don't think anything of it you know but then even in recent years salons and services you know referrals so then you say that but now when we have these platforms and especially if you're someone with a public profile that has a lot of followers you know hey this is and, and you're not you're literally just pushing out what you like for the most part. And then we can argue, you know, celebrities and whatnot, if they do, they really use that product to get that hair. But that's, <laughs> that's another conversation that I will have in a couple of months. But, um, you know, I think it's great because I really do think that, you know, women, it's just natural for us to, to, to do that. And I feel like with me, I'm like, of course, I'm going to tell you where I got my hair done. You know, I'm glad it doesn't look like shit. And you want to actually <laughs> get your hair like mine. <laughs> so it's great. I think it really is. However, with good comes bad and ugly. So let's dive into what we don't love about this. Oh, my God. Where do I start? Where do I start? <clears throat> I have a whole list of bad and ugly from the top to the bottom. Um, I think my number one bad slash ugly will be that the schools did not even educate the athletes. Yeah, um, correct. From my understanding, from my, you know, young guys that I do mentor, um, you know, that are in college, that play different sports, mostly football. From what they've told me, there have been nothing said to them um, on understanding what NIL is and what's the next steps. And all these kids play at Power Five schools. I have colleagues that work in Power Five schools um, that explain the same that, you know, there's no, they're confused as well. We don't know. There's nothing been told on what to do or what we're supposed to do for next steps. So now the bad is no one's educated on anything. 
Yeah. Um, since the doors were ripped wide open, bad slash ugly. Number two is a lot of these athletes are jumping into things so quickly because they don't know what's what's to do. You know, mm-hmm. they don't know what's next. They don't know what they're supposed to do. They don't know anything. All they know is they heard that they can make money. Mm-hmm. And so they agree that they're allowed to make some type of money and they're just mm-hmm. jumping into everything that move forward. Yes. Bad and ugly number three. No, no, no. We're going bad before we go ugly because uh, ugly is ugly is where you're going to read the terms and conditions to what we're going to discuss because that, uh, that's, yeah. that's the ugliest. Of, and to me, that this, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be careful what I say because, you know. Yeah. Well, anyway. the next bad, I would say, um, is the NFL, Go ahead. You know, NFLPA, um, which this could be actually a good and bad thing. Um, yeah, don't do. I mean, because I am an NFLPA certified agent. I know uh, you feel a certain way about agents, but I feel like I'm one of the good ones. Yeah, but as I said, so this could be a good and bad thing. But the NFLPA basically stating and NCAA not really having any regulation or language on determining who can or cannot or you know represent you know athletes, you know yes. student athletes. So you know if there was a specific language determining if it's an advisor or a manager or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And if the PA said it's cool for agents to, you know, represent, you know, football players, you know, and the NIL kind of realm, um, which we've seen out the gate, a lot of athletes already signed up with agents and agencies, which respectfully, we already knew those were probably the guys that we're going to sign with mm-hmm. going into the draft. Um, so the bad is, you know, the portion of agents jumping on guys early, super early, um, which kind of hurts you know, other agents jumping in, you know, trying to get certain guys. But like I said, the good part on that one is it actually allows agents, smaller agents and small agencies, opportunities um, to jump in early with guys and build that reputation, build that relationship with them. Um, so when they do make that transition, they can, you know, actually present themselves in a proper way and opportunity to represent them as an agent. Um, so, you know, double-edged sword. Yeah, double-edged yeah. sword there. It always um, is. And that was a great, that was a great bad. But just to add to, I think another thing that that's, it's not bad, but, and I don't want to dive into it because this is our next topic about representing people in the NIL. Uh, you know, it, everybody's not in the same, this isn't just a big pie that everybody gets a slice of. So I think the misconceptions are, are high and, and everybody that listens to the show knows I'm the queen of talking about misconceptions because <laughs> I love to burst everybody's bubble. Sorry, that's just me, Capricorn Sam. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in our next subject. So I'm going to be the one that allows Mike to share the extremely (laughs) ugly and then I will talk about it and and why this is so absolutely disgusting to me and I I will say that on record this is absolutely disgusting disturbing sad it's it's all bad to me And, and it it really is something that we all if you are listening to this show Please, please, please listen to this because this is probably the most important thing that you can ever hear, especially moving forward, even into your pro career. You know, if you don't have somebody that's going to look over your agreements, if you want to do your own agreements, understand that this is so important. So, so the very ugly, as you know, Sam stated, is some of the deals and contracts and terms and conditions from some of these brands these student athletes were jumping in. Um, as we said, the bad is athletes were just swooping into whoever jumped first. 
Um, so there were opportunities, it seemed like, for most student athletes to engage with a company, a gaming company called Yoke. And, yes. Um, and it was called Yoke. And basically, they were given opportunities to athletes to partner with them, uh, which, in sense, basically is a, a peer-to-peer uh, video game experience where, you know, anybody, any person can, you know, pick an athlete they want to play with that's from their roster and you pay to play. Um, so I can pay maybe whatever the, the player or athlete's price is. I can pay the $25, the $30 cause to play Madden with the respective athlete. Okay. Um, and which, like, whoa, 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 let me pause really quick. That's fine. Like, I have no issue with that. There's yes. no problem. And when this came out, I was like, oh, okay, they're taking the Firefest approach. This, there's just the logo. And I'm kind of, I'm down for that, to be honest. Like, I'm, I'm okay with it. Like, I'm like, okay, bet. Let me look at what this is. Because that, that, that's a very, to me, from a marketing standpoint, I'm big in marketing. I like that. Because I'm like, I do too. What the hell is this? Let me take a look. You know, if it's some random thing with this long ass bio and this, I'm more, I'm less likely to look. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of bold. However, in the last cute. 36 hours, something came out in, and, and to me, this is what kind of makes me very upset is it was in the terms and conditions that you click when you download something. So let's put this in perspective. We all sign up for things, Netflix, Hulu, um, I was saying going, I go tanning, you know, my, my memberships, you know, we don't always get agreements. We, we sign agreements all the time. So let, let's be real people. We, <laughs> we sign agreements all the time without knowing that we do. And that's a good thing and a bad thing. And I always joke, I'm like, I'm the only one that actually sucks. And like reads the terms and agreements. Uh, and that's my job. Of course it is. But it was in the click turn terms and agreements. So, you know, you look there. Let's be real. Who's looking at that for the most part? Let's yes. let's talk about what was in those terms and agreements. Yes. Um. So it was actually founded by a former student athlete at the University of Miami who graduated. He's an attorney. From, yeah. Yes. Graduated from law school. And he posted it on Instagram um, the terms and condition. And it's funny that a former student athlete actually found this out. But. And their terms and condition, let me pull it up. So it's section, looks like section one, and it is C, video game experiences. So within this, I will break this down. It says, you agree, Yoke has the right to monitor and record and hereby consent to Yoke monitoring and or recording the video game experiences. So as I stated, you know, it basically is a peer-to-peer video game experience when I have mm-hmm. Yoke will own all right title and interest including all intellectual property rights in the video game experiences and you hereby make all assignments necessary to accomplish the foregoing ownership so as we know pair-to-pair video game experience with your favorite athlete basically stating they own all the content all the rights you also hereby grant yoke the worldwide perpetual transferable and sublicable royalty free royalty free and a revocable right to store, broadcast, modify, or make derivative works of, make copies of, dis- distribute, publicly perform, and publicly display the video game experiences and your likeness, voice, image, comments, content, music, performance, and other match content as defined, defined below 
as contained in the video game experiences in all media and format, whether now known or created in the future. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so in short, what does that mean? That's basically signing over your NIL on um, for forever with no royalties. What does that mean? That means um, you know, you will never ever make any money from anything that um happens. So let's be real here. You're you become a big and there's nothing in there. I don't know. I didn't read the terms enough. Is there any type of renegotiation I, I doubt it I doubt it but let's be real here you know for the most part all of these players are not going to be first round draft picks you know no offense to players listening but you know that, that's a slim few but let's say you do something crazy or you have this like really dope thing that you do I don't know remember let's what's that one Madden thing with the broke leg you know what I'm talking about Oh, uh, Darren I'm running Char- with a broken leg. Darren yeah. Shaw. Greg, Greg Jennings. That's oh, Greg I- Jennings. Yeah, Greg yes. Jennings. That's funny as hell. And that went viral. And so, like, let's say something like that happens where it's so funny. You know, people are like reposting it. Ha ha ha. He he. This and that. And that that athlete, it's it's literally to this day, people know about that. Greg Jennings is retired now. That's years ago, but I'm still thinking about it. And you knew exactly what I was talking about because that went viral because it was so funny because the Madden glitch had a broken leg and it was funny the way that he did it. That could very well happen on a platform like this with people engaging. It's funny, you know, things happen. And that's what they're banking on. That's exactly what they're banking on. It's tough because it sucks that you, like you just said, is because like you said, it's a peer-to-peer opportunity. So what if a kid or a player or a person is playing with an athlete. And like you said, there's great content, there's great engagement and you're having a great time. Maybe something happened or something funny and you can't do anything with that. You don't own anything. So if it's posted as a commercial, if they, if they're, they're doing If any- the NFL, if they're playing Madden and EA, it's EA Sports so owned man, right? Yep. Yeah. Let's say they, you know, they repost it or the NFL use that in a commercial. You're, if let's say you go to the NFL, let's say you're a senior and you're declaring for the 2022 draft at that point in time, you have no power to get anything from that, even though you're all over it. Horrible. And it's, that is where this gets ugly and it's extremely ugly because the way that it was presented, it's one thing. It's one thing for me. If we have a contract, it's sent to the player on i i don't want to sound like this but you know it's on them if they want to uh send it to mom dad a lawyer friend let me bring a lawyer on you know taking it that but it's one thing if it's like oh it's on an app okay but that's what it was right it's on the app okay you know how many apps do we all have on our freaking phones and we all agree to terms and conditions but you know for the most part it's it's not these terms and conditions that is something that is absolutely it's very deceitful because as you notice an app sometimes is different because it's not an endorsement it's not a partnership you know if i down can't if i download candy crush i'm just trying to play candy crush you know i'm not making <laughs> money I'm not, I'm you love like, candy crush if i if i'm downloading instagram you know that's also a whole issue with social media platforms and your data but i'm just there to you know be on social and be social yeah. But when it was kind of presented, 
on an NIL basis that, hey, we have this opportunity for athletes to make money. Yes. It sounds more of a partnership or an endorsement or a way mm-hmm. to generate revenue as an athlete. They weren't thinking of it as check the terms and condition. At that moment, it should have been presented in a contractual way that, yeah. hey, you have to read and sign this contract before yeah. you can get on the gaming platform. But it was placed in the terms and condition as something as a regular app where you were just going to use, but it was presented in a, 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 in a very, type of way. Yeah. Yes. Yes. No, you hit it on the mark. I completely agree. There's never, and I, I want to, you know, say this, I don't talk about this too much on the show, but I represent a former athlete that turned reality star and he's an influencer. And I see these agreements all the time, you know, deliverables. If you know, understand social media, you know, give us, you know, three, four story frames for in one post and Snapchat and Twitter and this and that for X amount of money. And, and we negotiate that stuff. It's a contract. And I will say this, they're getting longer and longer. The last one I reviewed for him was, it was international. So it was uh, an agency that was, it, they're based in Canada. So we have a lot of federal trade stuff going on. So it, it's, it's, it was 16, 17 pages. And you know, it, it took me, days to review and make sure everything was good but and it was it absolutely was but because they're working with big name brands and this and that but something like that you know it's if it seems too good to be true it usually is it usually is (laughs) i think you hit it on a nail for me it's just like there's always terminology as if it some, seems something so innocent and, and it's like, oh, well, it's so minor, just a gaming platform. And yeah, at first it seemed cool and dope. They, like you said, they did the whole fire fresh, you know, uh, marketing approach, which I loved, where just like everyone posted the same, you know, same uh, blue square with the, the, the name on it at mm-hmm. the same time. It was dope. And then when this was presented, it was just like, wait a minute, like there was a backfire. Like they just swindled you because now anything you create they can kind of utilize on a pr- promotional standpoint and you get no benefit from it. No yeah. royalty fees, nothing. So the more they say, like you said, if, a, if an athlete jumped on it, let's say as a freshman and all of a sudden he's blowing up and he's going first round, the top one pick. And it's just like, they could run that promotional. Oh, easy and sell it. I mean, literally it was, it didn't just say, you know, we can do one thing. It was multiple things and they knew exactly what they were doing. So let, let's not, let's not. Oh, yeah, because the next line was you acknowledge and agree that each video game experience may be edited or modified. Yeah. And once again, I think that Greg Jennings thing, you know, it was funny, but that went viral. That was funny. You know, it's funny. And to this day, when I say it, people know about it, you know, and it was funny. Um, And that's something that, you know, something like that happens. Somebody say something funny. That's perfect content for social media and we know that and I think that you know it's important to understand that as student athletes as influencers which is exactly what you 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 know you're not now only a student athlete you're an influencer you're a marketer you're a creator whatever you want to call it that's what it is um and that that's once again just to kind of echo the deals I do for uh, my client in that realm it looks different. Sometimes it's an influencer, it's creator, it's it's all these different things, but, but he's still pushing out things for social media, for content. But, you know, big things are ownership 
IP. I mean, I've had to go back and forth with, hey, I don't know, that that's kind of a long time for that. You know, for the most part, usually it's fair. It's very fair because I'm not dealing with, I'm dealing with very big name brands. You know, your Zaxby's, your, um, you know, sports networks, different things like that. And, and they're, they're, I mean, we're, it's not their first rodeo, but when you start digging into people that are now looking at student athletes and saying, okay, don't, don't be, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. And just to piggyback of what you said, it's, it's amazing. You were talking about the content and owning it and things like that, because literally the last line of this section is horrendous. It says, in addition, you agree to not to capture, record, use, publish, reproduce, distribute, display, post, or share any portion of the video game experiences. So at that moment, that experience you're having with that peer or whoever paid for that, you can't- It's not yours at all. You can't recreate content around it. So you're just creating content for the company and not even yourself. Yeah, you can't. That means you can't even go on Snapchat and be like right now, I'm going to take a little quick little Snapchat of me and Mike. If I were to do this, I'd be in breach of a contract. Mm -hmm. Literally two seconds breach a contract and but I don't know really what you're breaching because you've already given everything you know giving given everything away to the company so I don't know what more you can breach so these things matter so this is a perfect kind of lead into our next topic okay does every student athlete need a marketing agent an agent a manager somebody who thinks they're on the agent. <laughs> I'm so annoyed. I'm sorry. I have to talk about it. I have to get it out. This is my, this is my little uh, stress relief, this podcast. Okay. And then also who is qualified to represent these student athletes. So let me go first because I'm going to, all right, state regulations. <clears throat> so technically speaking, states regulate most agents. What does that mean? That doesn't mean NFL agent. It doesn't mean NBA agent. It means somebody who is going to act as a representative of the athlete. That's what agent means. That's why a real estate agent, oh, you're, you're acting on, you know, you're representing somebody else. Okay. So there are, there are fees, there's background checks. There are things that go into it to be compliant. Does everybody play by those rules in the NFL and the NBA and all the other sports? I can't speak on, I can, I can speak on the NFL. No, absolutely not. Are all states strict? No, absolutely not. There are some states that don't even have it. Like I want to say, um, and I could be wrong because I haven't checked the legality behind it, but I think Massachusetts, like they don't even have it. Um, I know New York, it's like a very low fee to be an athlete agent. It's the states that we produce a lot of pro athletes. So you're Texas, you're Alabama, you're Florida, Indiana is big for, you know, people like, oh, why? And I'm like, basketball, hello. Um, you know, North Carolina, who, you know, you heard about my uh, North Carolina story with compliance, but <laughs> Well, I mean, I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I got my temp license, you know, the, whoops, sorry, UNC. <laughs> Love you. Go Heels, go America. But, um, you know, I think it's super important to understand that this is just technically there are laws. But as we said, this is a free for all now. So not everybody's going to get 
gonna gonna be caught or whatever. And it's not about being caught or caught or not being caught, but anyways, so let's go into this because I think this is something you and I can both talk about. Okay, so let, let's just say that somebody you want to work with has they claim they can be compliant and they claim they can do what they can do. Uh, does that actually mean they understand what they're doing? I'll let you start and then I'll go. Um, yeah, so I know for a fact, um, personally, I've seen a lot of people just pop out of the woodworks. Uh, yeah, are who, are, who are you? Suddenly, yeah. all of a sudden, managers or marketing agents or just agents in general, and I'm like NIL agents, and I'm sitting here like... Uh, what the hell is an NIL agent? Yeah, it's so mind blowing. So it bothers me because one, I feel like everyone wants a piece of the pie, um, aka they want to kind of take advantage of student athletes because everyone feels like they can do this and can do that. But in more sense, they just want to, you know, take a buck from God, from player. Mm-hmm. Um, but understanding the industry, there's a lot of things to understand from all aspects, um, from top to bottom. You know, if that's from a, like you said, from a compliance standpoint, understanding the NCAA and the school specific rules and regulations on just even conducting with the athlete. And then it steps into the real world of being a professional, you know, from, you know, from a legal standpoint, from a Mm -hmm. financial standpoint, you know, navigating the industry on, you know, how to actually, from a brand and content creation standpoint, how to even conduct developing a brand Mm -hmm. and then even how to go garner deals or or, or find deals Um, from all of that in general, it's just weird that a lot of people just all of a sudden popped up and they claim they're being experts. And it just bothers me because I feel like they're going to do these athletes a disservice because athletes are so, you know, eyes are wide open. You know, they're, they're just so new to the space. We're all new to the space, but they're so eager to, to kind of gain some money or, or do something with NIL. They don't even know what they want to do. They just yeah. want to do something. And that's where a lot of bad business is going to take place. Yeah. I agree. And I think too, for me personally, and I can speak on this. I don't speak on things. You guys know me. I don't speak on things that I don't know, but I do know that because I was like, okay. And I ask questions. That's the thing about me. If you know me, I don't shut the hell up. And I ask questions. So I had connected with a very high profile influencer, reality TV star that is a couple million followers. Brand of social setting. I'm like, question. You know, we got to talking, whatever. Great guy. I said, what do you charge for like a post, a story? I want to know because I want to know. You know, you know, I don't, I always want to learn. I need to know everything. And, um, you know, he told me. And I was like, okay, wow. But just to, just to put it out there, I believe. And once again, I do not represent this person, but it put it in perspective. And, you know, it's, I have never had an issue with when I push my curtain clients out, he has a, he had a million followers at the time and it's grown. And he asked for, it was maybe like four to 5,000 a post. And then I'd say three to four a story with four frames. And if you understand frames, that's like four, you know, you got the second. So it, it comes out to being about a little less than a minute. Um, and I was like, okay, okay, 
wow i mean that that's not that's nice to me i'm like okay you know that's nice yeah and i mean yeah but that's for me i was like okay i don't know if this is the standard i also and then i've seen you know the kardashians that i've seen they get you know hundreds of thousands of dollars but that's that's different that's a different platform it's a different name but i'm just talking about like a standard not standard influencer but but an independent influencer that that has that and i think it varies depending on the brand and x y and z and this was a this was a male this was a male influencer and so for my client when i sat down with him i was like okay this is what i think we should do and i of course i mean we're gonna go high because you know they're gonna go low so we can you know meet at the middle in the middle (laughs) but i've never had an issue and he's got you know just just for reference uh he has about 80,000 not 80,000 yeah 80,000 followers he's verified but he hasn't hit that 100 mark he's got the check mark um but his engagement is high so once again for people you know any agents listening that don't understand this you know when you do a deal with a company that's looking for you to post they're looking for engagement so they're going to say give me your recent stories they want to see how many people are looking algorithms they want to see that on instagram and i mean we usually get get it because he's great at posting but he's constantly posting you know he's doing polls you know hey say how do you feel about this how do you feel about that and that's a job in itself it definitely is because there's i mean i'm the worst at it and i'm like oh man i have like 2500 followers and like only 300 people see because my algorithm is horrible and i know that but I saw something and I don't know if this is true. I don't know if it is. And I know you're, you know what I'm talking about, where there was an agent that asked for like $20,000 for a post for a player to have 40,000 followers. <clears throat> That's insanity. That's insanity. And you know what? If you don't understand the network and the business, maybe you would feel like that's what it is because maybe your player could do a commercial for that amount. No, it's different. A commercial is one thing. We're talking about a post. Post is different and, and your the algorithm matters. It's, it's, there's a lot of things that matter. So for me, it's just like, understand this space. And if you don't learn about it before you jump into it, because you will hurt these kids. Because, because, you can have a low following count and then you can still have high uh, views and you can get things. I mean, that's the thing. It's it's understanding, okay, what does it take to get there? Um, and also being very willing to, to deal with it because sometimes you'll have a deal with a company and they're going to say, we needed to redo this. And if the, that person doesn't have time or that client doesn't have time, I mean, we're on my third take with uh, a client right now that that we're doing a uh, deal with. And I'm like, OK, this is the last time that you can do that. But, but it's, and, and that's what's in the writing, you know, three times. But we know that. But you have to understand the space you're dealing with. So I and, think that it's a very new space. And if you haven't worked in it, it's really hard to navigate because it's very new. I love it personally, but it's not for everyone. Yeah, you're right. I think you hit everything on the head now. Um, I think if you if you don't put the working the work in early enough and do do your due diligence, you know, educate yourself, 
please don't jump in and do and hurt these kids opportunities or no. you know, make them ineligible or don't not doing things the proper way um because i did see the same post you know about people asking for twenty thousand dollars for a poll that's insane I, that's insane like as that's insane <laughs> um but i think like you said it's a lot of people jumping in the space don't know what they're doing you know and a lot of people haven't worked professionally in the industry. So maybe never, you know, been dealt with contracts or never dealt in this space. So it's like, to them, they're just shooting for the ballpark. And as sometimes, you know, as sometimes it could work where he's like, hey man, take a chance. But when you come in out the gate, not being a professional and just think this is how it's going to run, you're just going to run and just throw any number out there and they're going to do a deal. You're going to lose a lot of deals. You're going to leave a lot of deals on the table. And you're going to hurt a lot of these kids, you know, these young professionals opportunities, you know, maybe this professional had an eye on this opportunity or just wanted to work with this brand and he threw out this wild number. And now the brand just lose taste for you, that athlete. And mm-hmm. it's now you lost, you know, opportunities for now and in the future. Um, so, yeah, that is for me. It's just like, if you don't know what you're doing, please don't step into this field. And then I probably shouldn't even share this information because it might help too many people. But most of these brands are repped by independent agencies. So like bigger agencies that take on these brands because the brands don't have time to go out to all influencers and athletes and this and that. So you might, if you do business the right way, that agency might say, hey, who else do you have on your roster? And then you get your other clients' deals, if that makes sense. But it can absolutely go the wrong way where they're like, oh, Sam Tiger, oh, goodness, never want to deal with her again. So, you know, understand your space and learn. But once again, if you don't have the credentials in this industry, get experience. I'm not saying give up on your dream. But I mean, this didn't happen. Like I didn't just wake up and say, oh my gosh, I understand this space and I'm still learning. Cause I'm telling you, you know, the contracts have gone from three pages to six to seven. I've had 17 page influencer contracts and you have to look through that and make sure everything makes sense for a very simple campaign and you have to read it because that's what you have to do for your clients if you were just say okay great you know we got the money honestly if something looked wrong in that contract I would go back to my client and I've developed that trust with him and I said no this doesn't make sense for us and I, I, I I'm not gonna bet but I would bet that he'd say okay Sam, I got you you know next time because we've done enough deals together that have been good. And he developed that trust with me. And that's what you have to do. If you just jump onto things too fast, it, it, unfortunately, it usually doesn't end well. And I will attest to the fact is that I used to work at a marketing agency. And trust me, there are on record, we do have on record who represent what influencers. There are a list of influencers. And we do kind of cycle, recycle through people. So if you do bad business, you kind of get thrown off the list. Anyways, so let's lighten up this conversation a little bit and dive into branding of these student athletes because that is your expertise as well as mine. Uh, So let's go into it. Where should they start? What should they expect? I mean, I feel like, once again, this is my take on it. Everybody's different. So everybody's expectations, everybody's, you know, situation is going to be different. So you know, I know that you had said, you know, 
logo LLC. I'll just put this out the jump. I don't believe everybody needs to. So I think that let's touch on like what would make sense for them to need an LLC, but let's start on the branding like 101. I'll go first because I think this is with everybody, even my my pro guys, like when they don't feel like they have a personal brand, this is what I talk about. I say, what are you passionate about? What do you like? What, what's your story? And like, I literally like rip these questions off and they're just like, uh, what, um, well, um, cause it comes a lot of times. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, but that's something that takes time to sit on. I'm like, I don't need this tonight. I don't need this tomorrow. I don't want this to be today or tomorrow. I want you to sit on this because this is important. This is something that you're going to take with you throughout the rest of your career. Of course we can switch it up here and there, but the branding should not happen in like 24 hours, in my opinion. Agreed. So branding 101, as you stated too, um, for me, it's just starting off with education, know what you can or cannot do. Uh, that's been, you know, kind of related earlier, you know, some things are prohibited, um, but you want to know what you can get into and what not get into. Um, but first steps always should be sit back and relax uh, and identify yourself and figure out who you are, as you stated, what you like to do, what you want to do, mm-hmm. where do you see yourself, what are your likes, your dislikes, just what do you do on a regular day basis, what are some of the things you use, some of the things you like, you watch, you kind of take all that into perspective um, to figure out who you are in general, that's your brand, you know, yeah. if someone asks you or, you know, if somebody was in the streets, you know, and, and said your name, you know, what would that, they resonate with that, you know, yeah. what would they or even like, I always like to tell my guys, okay, so if they, if I go on your IG, what am I going to see? You know, I'm going to look at your bio. I'm going to look at your pictures. I'm going to look at your captions. That's pretty much all we have. Uh, so what do you, what message do you want to put out there? And I think that that's a strong thing to say. And I, I understand it. You know, some people don't really want to post too much, but I mean, your bio can say a lot of things, uh, the hashtags you use. I mean, I think there's a lot of little things that add up um, and that's, that's important because this is something that once again, you are a public figure. So if you want to start partnering, having endorsements, all these different things, you're no longer just a, just an athlete. You're just just this person, even me, you know, even us, you know, we, we represent athletes. We are now public figures. Um, and if you have that check mark, better bet that adds another level to it. Um, but you have to understand it's a snapshot. It's like the same thing with as a billboard, you know, yeah. where it's like you're driving on the road, you're stuck in traffic, you look at it and you're like, oh, okay, are you going to remember that? What are you going to remember it for? Oh, that's a tacky billboard. Oh, that's a good billboard. You know, we all know those moments, you know, where it's like, oh my gosh, that's, it's, that's so lame, but I'm still going to go there because they're good. <laughs> I spin it around. It's basically customer service. You know, when you go to a store, when you go to, you know, a product, yes. always your first experience, you know, when you go yes, to this. Yes, I love that. Great experience there. I'm going to recommend it. I'm going to go again. I'm going to tell people, you know, what to get, what I have, what I loved about it. Love so for it. athletes, you know, branding one-on-one definitely is going to be identifying who you are in yourself and what you want the world to know you as and show. Um, and then, for But me, it has to be you. It has to be you. Yes, it can't you know, be anybody else because... I want all my players 
even like I said, even my guys that are in the, it's like, okay, if we have to have this conversation, that's okay. Cause maybe you didn't at this point, you know, if I'm talking to a vet or somebody that's currently in the league and we're having these conversations they don't understand branding maybe it's uncomfortable to them because they didn't really think they could ever make and that that's very true there are a lot of athletes that I get that reach out to me um and say you know hey do you think I could make some money marketing I said absolutely and I say the other f word but it's okay not to them but in my head uh and I say but you we have to figure out what, what is your brand doesn't matter what what you know oh I'm a I'm a d lineman okay, great, you know, congratulations, you know, you made it to the NFL, you know, you're the one person, uh, okay, what else, what else, because we, we, we got to do something else, so the NFLPA uses athlete and, and I'm big on that, I'm like, everybody's Dude. an athlete and something else, so what are you, what else do you like to do, and, and something, you know, when I say it, I'm like, well, you know, I like, okay, you like video games. Okay, we can work with that. What else? What'd you like to do as a kid? What did you like this? So, you know, we gotta, you gotta dig deep sometimes. And, and sometimes it's weird because I don't think a lot of athletes get asked these questions. And I like to talk to my college players about this even before this NIL stuff, because I feel like it needs to be understood that athletes, you're so much more than just your sport. You, you mm-hmm. are people, you are smart, you have other hobbies. Like, same thing with us we're people you know you know me I love riding my peloton I like uh hummers I mean mean, (laughs) wow that's some real deep shit here sorry but um you know you you gotta be something and be your own brand and be your own self but but that's part of the brand but if you don't don't understand that you wouldn't so I don't know just to add that there yeah it's tough I think the word branding and brand a lot of people don't know what it really means Mm -hmm. in general just your identity what's your personality exactly who are you who are you um and you start from there you know i i i always ask my guys you know i never talk about on field football basketball for me it's just i want to get to know you you know what do you like to do i need to know your hobbies your habits you know hey man i noticed that you every time we go out you you pick up a bag of skittles like you you're always getting skittles you're like yeah i like skittles well that's something that's identified with you you know you're, you're someone that loves skittles we saw what happened with Marshawn Lynch. You know, he was mm-hmm. someone that was on the sideline, very not doing it for publicity, did it for because that's his normal routine. And he got spun into an endorsement. Um, so it's always being organic. A man that doesn't like to talk. Yes. Zell is so organic, but it's him. It's stuff that you love to do, you'd like to do, you know, you're very involved with. Um, I think that's number one to start. I have somebody just had to this because I don't think people will think of him like this because I don't even know. Tony, Tony Dungy. (laughs) When we think of Tony Dungy, Tony Dungy, okay. First African-American coach to win Super Bowl, right? Um, Tony Dungy, but his brand, even without being a brand, it was just him being him. But if Tony, if you, if you watch, however you feel about Tony Dungy, I absolutely adore Tony Dungy. Um, you know, he coached my favorite team in the whole world and my idol, but we won't go into that. That'll be another crazy psychopath Manning obsession video. <laughs> but Tony Dungy did not raise his voice as a, as a head coach. And you can, you can find that, but he used the way that he pushed out, you know, his mentality, his composure the way that he came off um his the way he spoke when you when you hear tony dungy speak 
he spoke a certain way. Um, that's his brand. Whether or not, to, and I mean, to this day, like I said, I'm holding up my uh, Uncommon Life book that I read every single day. And whether or not you're a Christian, you like devotionals, that, that's your own choice. But that was his brand. And a lot of people would just say, oh, that was just him. Exactly. That's his brand. You know, and he's now he does motivational speaking. He does so many different things. And that's his brand because he's getting those opportunities from his brand. But we all know Tony Dungy's not faking that. I mean, feel however you do about what he pushes out when he's on Sunday Night Football. I think I'm going to go with the Colts. And I'm like, come on, Tony. <laughs> you do better than that, man. Come on. Go, Colts. But like, same even killed Tony that he's always been. That's his brand. And that's who he is. So I think that that's another good way to describe it. You know, just be who you are. And, and that's, you have to, because that's going to carry you. And you're going to get those, those brand, being a brand, you will get brands that will align with you for what you, you are. And you don't have to continue to change and say, oh, okay, crap. Now times are changing. I got to do this. I got to do that. If you really dig into what matters to you, you will be okay in the long run. And there'll be some ups and downs. Don't get me wrong. But you're always going to attract those, those brands, those people, the um, companies, uh, people, agents, uh, marketers, managers, people that want to work with you because of you, not because of what you are portraying or pushing out. Definitely. Um, and then I'd say the last piece for me on branding, just for the student athletes, I know, you know, you said it early on. Um, I don't know if you, you said, you know, this shouldn't be a step, but I think this should be a step for these guys because I'm thinking long-term. Um, long-term is their brand and it's definitely the, the four trifecta, well, not trifecta, but it's four, the quad, um, is to, you know, purchase their domain, their URL. Um, you know, for some reason, People squat on URLs, which is weird. Apparently that's a business, but it's illegal, I believe. But purchase your URL, you know, you know, purchase an LLC of your name um, and inquire about getting a logo. And but these are steps looking long term, you know. You want to kind of build upon building your brand. So these stuff are just the initial things you want to keep in a safe where when your brand starts building, you're taking off. You have these things already set. No one can kind of undercut you and get, you know, where you have to now change some stuff around. You have everything ready to go. Mm-hmm. You can just go out the gate and, and get the ball rolling. Um, so from a business side of branding, that is kind of, uh, I would say, a first step guys should take, um, you know, for them and just sit on those things, you know, and just contemplate what their brand means. And you can use that as a, a vocal point or endpoint where you're like, okay, cool. My endpoint is to, start this url up because we're gonna do a bunch of content a bunch of stuff up that's where i'm gonna get to but first step is to create content it's to brand brand myself get a a following of people that believe in you yeah i completely agree with you because i've seen that and i was like i don't want all these freshmen coming in to think that and this might be different it's going to be different for every single player this is not a one-size-fits-all thing but um, you know, you have to build that, you have to get to that level where you say, okay, 
this makes sense now because let's be real here. This stuff costs money. If you want to get a logo, you're going to, I mean, you might have some friends that are dope designers and, and, you know, that's awesome because we, we all have those friends, uh, but LLC, that's going to cost you someone unless you know someone in the state, but let's not even go there. You're going to pay money to register yourself as an LLC. And then there's costs that comes with that and X, Y, and Z, but you know, don't just get one off the jump because you feel like that's what it's going to take for you to build your brand. No, when you get to that point, that's going to be the next step. So it's a step. So I'm wearing a shirt tonight that is um, Lucky Whitehead on his, actually, it's a helmet with his red dreads. It's a really great, I'm actually going to post a picture on my Instagram of this. It's a great logo because it shows no likeness of any team and it's him. So if you look at it, I've had people actually here in Florida be like, is that cowboy lucky? I was like, you better bet it is, but now it's a BC lucky. But, <laughs> you know, it, he created that, but this didn't just happen overnight. I mean, it, it was one of those things that that's his thing, you know, his red threads and he's fast and he uses that logo, but it took time. It took time. And, and I mean, he didn't do it at FAU. Um, obviously at that point in time, it wasn't allowed for him to be able to do this, but he developed that brand. And I'm telling you, he really does a decent job. I'm not going to say how much money he makes from, you know, selling this merch, but the fans love him because they're like, okay, we see it. You know, he's got those red, same thing with like somebody like Richard Sherman, you know, you got the dreads. I remember I have a shirt with him, you know, he's got the dreads. Um, you know, or they, the open mouth yelling face, you know, he, he used that to his ability. So just use what works for you, but it has to be you because it has to be authentic. Uh, I can't just be, oh, I'm going to pretend to do this or do that. So it comes in time. And I know that might be hard for, for student athletes because you, you want it so bad, but just let it happen. Let it happen. Do what you have to do. And, and, and it will happen organically. And you will find it, you know, and I think that when you start thinking about it, you know, what matters to me, then you'll really kind of navigate into the route you want to go. But it should, it just shouldn't happen overnight because most good things take time. You're right. Like you said, most things take good, takes time. Um, and I think branding takes time. You know, you don't wake up, post one thing and all of a sudden you're a star. Um, it takes time, it takes effort. Um, and you have to want to do it. So yeah. if you're not up for it, you know, if you're just looking for, you know, to Fast, all of a sudden clout, money, star, whatever, yeah. star next day, it's not going to happen. You know, this no. is not the speed. And, and we understand the importance of it because, because once again, it, it matters. Representation matters. And that's why I'm so passionate about this because I'm like, mm, like, like really extra hard on my pellets. I'm like, like mad because I, I think players deserve better because um you know student athletes deserve better or our guys deserve better because you know they work very hard and and you have to have somebody that you're going to understand that is going to do the right thing on the back end or they're going to do what they say they're doing sometimes we can't get it done and, and that it is what it is on that front too sometimes we can't get this deal done and like I said if it's a bad deal I'm going to go right back and say hey this doesn't make sense you know, it's up to you. Like, I'm not the one making the final decision, but I advise that we move on from this because it doesn't make sense. But on the flip side, too, you know, when you have that trust with your client, you know, but be qualified. Don't hire a fake agent. 
So anyways, I love to leave these shows with advice. So we do rapid fire advice. So advice for players, parents, and other managers listening. One, two, three, go. Patience. So my- To everybody? Yeah, patience. I think everyone is rushing the gun, just jumping in. Uh, Be patient. Um, Take the time to actually, like we said, take the time to actually understand what it is your brand, what are you looking for, what are you looking to do, what are you trying to do? It's just patience. I think a lot of people are having FOMO, uh, fear of missing out. And I think patience is the biggest key word for everybody. For players, be patient. Your time will come. Be patient about building your brand. Uh, you know, learn, educate yourself on what's going on and go forward for parents, patience, you know, don't, don't try to rush things onto your kids. And you, you know, you're, you're in their air saying this player or this player doing this, I seen this person's son or daughter doing that patience, you know, let your kids develop themselves into the person they want to be. And as well as for advice for other agents or managers, patience, you know, you don't have to jump the gun to jump into the business, you know, give Mm -hmm. yourself time to understand you know, the legality stuff, the, the regulations, the requirements, you know, learn about the, the athlete you're trying to represent, learn about doing yes. deals, learn about what deals there are. Um, just have patience. I think that's the biggest word for me, for everybody. Mine is quality over quantity and listen to your representation. I'll go first with the quality over quantity. You know, it, it once again, listen, ask questions. You know, for me, there's a player that I've been recruiting for next year's draft class you know about this situation and I was like I got your back with NIL you know he's in the state of Florida and I said I don't I don't need I don't want I'm not taking anything from you but I got your back just like I've had you know any questions we've had x y and z and I've met you know family and, and that's the way I do things that's the way that I operate we've had those conversations and we've had so many great conversations where I was like this is quality this is quality. We work well together. You know, so I think like you said, like we touched on before, you know, agents listening, if this is your thing, like relationship building and showing that you care about these players, this is a good opportunity for us. You know, of course, have that thick skin because this business, business can be real tough. It's like a breakup, but you know, good things do come from doing things the right way. But also too, I mean, I'll say this, you know, I was like, hey, let's talk about what do you like to do charitable wise? You know, I'm thinking big, big picture because this player, you know, he's next year's draft class. Well, he has one season left. So, you know, good things happen, you know, and, and I want to say once again, that being a smaller agency or an independent agent, if that's really where you feel like you need to be, don't feel like you'll be phased out because we might, I don't know the future. I have no idea. But once again, this has been proven to be wrong. So good things take time. So yeah, I'm with you. You know, mine's is patience, um, which kind of piggybacks off of what you said. But yeah, everyone take the time. Uh, patience is the key. And you know, do your work. research on people too. Like Google them, look at their <laughs> be a stalker. No, I'm just kidding. Don't <laughs> be like me. <laughs> Googling crazy. No. <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm the worst. I'm paranoid. I feel like everybody's stalking me. 
Mike's like, I'm huh? just rolling my eyes. Because <laughs> you told me that earlier, and I was just like, uh, okay, is this something that you Because I have, I have had stalkers. I really have. I've had people that have called me that, like, they said they were, like, looking for agents. And I was like, oh, like, what's your name? And they told me some, like, bogus name that they were signed with, like, the Redskins, and it was the wrong name. And I Googled them, and they were, like, like 40 50 years old and I was like oh my god they're gonna come and kill me but they didn't so (laughs) it's all in good fun but anyways Mike thank you so much for coming on tonight tell our listeners where they can follow you on social and also find out more information if they want to connect with you for representation and things like that yes I want to say thank you for having me on here um you know I am a avid listener always got to support you thank Um, you I was excited when you presented to me that you wanted me on the show today. So I'm excited to talk with you about NIL. But yeah, everybody, you guys can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, at Mike Seabrook Jr. Uh, So just my first name, my last name, and Jr. uh, for Twitter and Instagram. Um, And you can follow Brookline Sports at Instagram as well as Twitter. Uh, for more information, you can go to www.brooklinesport.com and you can find out more information about us um, as well as any information you want about representation. Everybody listening, seriously, players, reach out to us. We're happy to help you. We want to help you um, because this is just, it, it, it's good for everything. You know, I'm not, once again, I'm not looking for money. I want Neither just, to, we want education and we want to help you guys because we genuinely care and we need to, we need to, because this is once again, that bandaid was absolutely ripped off way too fast. So let us help you. In the words of Jerry, help me help you, but be <laughs> sure to subscribe to Beyond the Negotiation and tune in every week for a new episode of Beyond the Negotiation presented by Bet Online. Players, student athletes, you could not be endorsed by Bet Online. So there you go, education. But I can because I'm not a student athlete. So. <laughs>